Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 1.33 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. I want to tell you that guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. Alan May joins us uh, once every couple of weeks here in Oilers Now. He is uh, the longtime broadcaster for the Washington Capitals um, and overall uh, a guy that uh, knows the game and keeps a close eye on the Edmonton Oilers as well. Happy New Year, Al. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me back, Bob. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the show is called Oilers Now. Uh, you're afar, but you keep your eye on things. Just a thought on the change in management with the Edmonton Oilers from your perspective. Well, after watching the last three games they played before the firing, uh, I, I was in shock that it didn't happen immediately, uh, or even prior to that, because it was the the worst collection of games I'd seen the Oilers play. And you know, I, I love watching Connor McDavid, and everyone believes he's the best offensive player in the league right now. And he almost looked like an average player. He looked like he was torn apart in those games. So you know, something had to give with the amount of turmoil. You looked at the team; it looked really slow. It looked like guys couldn't handle the puck. And you know, to me, that was rock bottom. And I remember years and years and years ago when uh, in Washington, and they were booing the Capitals after a drubbing on Thanksgiving. And I knew that day. I kept checking my my phone and my actually not my phone back then, but my computer to see the transaction to, to see at which point that they were going to fire Glenn Hanlon, and that, that's when Bruce, uh, Bruce Boudreaux was brought in. And I kept looking the other night in Edmonton, and I go, something's got to give here. They, they have to change. This is the wrong team. This is the wrong philosophy. And uh, I, I think it was it had to happen, probably should have happened, uh, I think, much earlier than it did the other day. Well, it's interesting because you're with that Washington organization, and their last two GMs ended up in the Stanley Cup final last year. Uh, George McPhee, who basically, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, was part of the reason why he was ultimately dismissed was because of one bad trade involving Philippe Forsberg for Martin Urat? Well, I think that was part of it, and I think the coaching staff that had assembled uh, during that time frame, that ultimately cost him his job. You know, he'd been here a long time, and it was time for a philosophical change. So it's not like this was a guy that came in four years, was, you know, paid through the roof and you know, a promise to change the world and didn't do anything. You know, George had a, a sharp run at the start, then he decimated the team, rebuilt it, and went to a team that's had incredible regular seasons. So that that's something that he'll never live down in Washington as trading Forsberg. But then again, they don't win the Stanley Cup if Philip Forsberg's on their team because they wouldn't have made the trades that they did and, and the free agent signings they did the last few years. So it's all part of the fate of, of winning for them. Yeah, uh, and then obviously Brian McClellan comes aboard and 
the story I'm told on Brian Al, and, and you can uh, perhaps educate me if I'm wrong, is Ted Leonsis, the owner, after McPhee got fired, uh, wanted to talk to some of the staff, and McClellan, instead of going in there and kissing his ass, basically went in there and let it rip. Is that true? Well, it, it, it kind of—he was part of the, the the interview process, and I'm not sure many how many guys internally, but I, I believe there were 16 people altogether that interviewed for that job. And from what I was told, every single person basically said the exact same thing, and it was basically the Twitter version of what was wrong with the Capitals. And Brian McClellan, who was close to, to George McPhee but a loyal soldier, he went in there and said, you know. This group of guys is, needs an experienced coach. Ovechkin, Backstrom, Green, Carlson, Holtby. They deserve a, a guy that's been around that's had some success. Doesn't have to be a winner. It needs to be, you know, a, an authoritative figure. He went in there and he said some other things. We have to spend money in this department. We have to do this. We have to do that. But he went in there. He was very bold. He was completely different from every other person that went in there. And ultimately, that's what won the job. Why he, why he just threw his cards on the table and uh, he, he didn't play it political. He, he told the truth according to himself, and he's done everything that he said he'd do. And, and, and every year I thought he's made great free agent signings. He's had a master plan. Uh, it didn't happen as fast as he had wanted, but uh, he's a very methodical thinker, and I think it's been amazing what he's been able to accomplish. And he gets zero credit, zero publicity around the National Hockey League for what he's, what, what he's been able to do with that squad. Well, he's won a Stanley Cup. I mean, let's not forget, two years ago, the Capitals loaded up. They went and got Shattenkirk. Uh, they well, they brought somebody else that was pretty significant in as well, and those guys didn't get them over the top, and people thought, well, that's it for the Caps. They missed their window. And then, boom, they knock off Pittsburgh and win the Cup last year. Well, one of the big things is that I know that Brian was upset with the Shattenkirk trade, that Shattenkirk was never paired with someone else. He looked really good when paired with Nate Schmidt, and I think that's why he started to wear on, on Barry Trotsen. Well, you've got to do things different. You can't just go with these things set in stone. You've got to try different things. And, you know, he forced his Barry's hand last year playing younger players and brought it. They just basically got rid of six older guys and brought in six young players. And all of a sudden they had youth all over the lineup and, you know, they were forced to play that way. So they were a faster team. They had guys that were committed to listening to the, the leaders. And I, I just think that foresight by Brian, you know, he wasn't throwing in the towel. He, he was just making sure that the you know, the hands that they were playing were, were different. And he, he gave them different cards to, to play poker with and forced Barry's hand to do a different and better and more masterful job. And, you know, that that's why I think what's made him a great general manager. He wasn't afraid to throw an audible and, uh, you know, midstream and change how the makeup of that team looked. And, you know, rather than go down the road and keep trying to build something that wasn't going to work, he said, we got to be younger, we got to be faster, and that's exactly what they put on the ice last year. It's funny, because we get lots of texts on the show. We're joined by Alan May, longtime NHLer, Washington Capitals broadcaster. Lots of texts on the show. Oh, the Oilers, the window, they've blown the window. Oh, no, the sky's falling in. How long did it take Alexander Ovechkin to win the Stanley Cup? I think it was season 13, if I'm correct. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's tough to win. People don't realize you have to have everything in place. You have to have the right general manager, all the right coaches, uh, from the goaltending coach to the head coach, obviously, even the video coach. And then I look at the right makeup of players. And you, you have to have that. You have to have luck. You have to have health. And everyone's just, it's got to be the perfect storm. And it's not easy in the salary cap world. You can't lock players in. You can't buy other players like Detroit was doing for a long time to get those cups. And you look at that. And you just need so many things to go right. But it, but there is a process, 
Alex was on some pretty bad teams. Uh, you know, he, he never quit trying to win the cup, and I don't expect Connor McDavid to quit trying to win the cup with Edmonton. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, we're joined right now by Al May. Al, um, I'm, I'm going to get to a guy in the Capitals organization at this time um, because we've had, you know, there's lots of names that have been put out there. Kelly McCrimmon is a name that's out there a lot, obviously. Uh, an owner-operator in Brand- Brandon. Uh, probably the winningest team in the WHL over the last 20 years, though they only won one league championship. Um, but he's seen as a real good talent evaluator. Mark Hunter's name has been brought up with the London Knights. London's in a little bit different situation. They get a, hey, you ain't cheating if you ain't trying, and they get a lot of American players that don't go anywhere else. Uh, but Kelly and uh, Mark Hunter's names are out there. Some have suggested Ron Hextall. Um, you know, there's uh, Bill Guerin. There's Norm McIver. Is there anybody in the Washington organization that Edmonton should maybe be looking at? Absolutely 100%. Ross Mahoney, the guy that's been in charge of the draft, the assistant general manager, an incredible talent evaluator, uh, a very patient guy. He's collaborative with you know all the general managers that, that he's dealt with. I guess it's just George and Brian. Uh, has a great staff of people, and he just carries himself a certain way. He doesn't act like he invented the game. He doesn't act like he invented the, the scouting process, but he's just a really good, honest person. And I think he's a guy that I, I can't believe I haven't seen his name out there. But then again, he's down here. Why would the Canadian press know who he is, even though he's based out of Regina? Uh, he's the assistant general manager and lives in Regina and you know, still scouts everywhere. This guy's on the ground at all times. He knows where the players are all over the world. And, you know, that's one of the things. He's not the sexy name out there. He didn't own a team in the Western League or the Ontario League. And, you know, he, he's not from, you know, he's not your Western Hockey League superstar like Ron Hextall was. So, you know, I, I can't believe it, that, that then again, I, I can, that his name hasn't been. But he has to be a guy in serious consideration. I know that George McKee wanted him in Las Vegas with him. And he wasn't given permission in time. And by the time it happened, they had already hired, I believe, Kelly McCrimmon. So, you know, that, that's worked out well for those guys. But I look at Ross and all the guys on the roster that he's been able to acquire. And, you know, everyone says it's easy when you're drafting. You know, the, the Ovechkin, the Backstrom, those are easy. But, you know, John Carlson was a great pick. If Denny Kuznetsov way down the line was yeah. a phenomenal pick. Jacob Verana off the board, basically, uh, was an, an absolutely astounding pick. So you look how many draft picks they've got in the lineup. Uh, you just keep going and going, and that's that's how they were able to win was through drafting very well, not forcing players into the lineup when they were too young, and being patient. And he's all part of that process. Well, they've done well in Russia too, right? And that's a, for me. That's at least in Edmonton's case, that's been a bit of a conundrum. That's been a tough place to have success in terms of drafting players. Uh, speaking of like the current edition of the Caps, what's going on? Like the break came at a good time, didn't it? Absolutely. You know what? There's a lot of things that are going on at the team and you know one of the things john carlson mentioned a couple weeks ago after they got drubbed in chicago you know at the time caps were first in in, in the metropolitan and, and chicago was at the bottom of the barrel you know they were 31st overall that day and the caps got just annihilated and john carlson said it's like we're playing shorthanded every shift right now and i think that was a shot at some some of the guys on the team and john's a very you know he measures his words very well but i looked you know, in the top line, Evgeny Kuznetsov just not, has not been himself. I think this guy needed the break more than any player uh, on the team, and maybe in the league. Uh, for him to only have 41 points in 44 games, I think is criminal. He should be uh, up with Kucherov. He should be up beside Connor McDavid. I've said this time and time again, and when you've seen him play in Edmonton, Evgeny Kuznetsov is a guy that can wow. Last year, look how we wowed him. Oh, yeah. Wow. He's, he's, yeah. He hasn't, yeah, he has not put that the, the best effort 
since actually the since the Caps were in Edmonton, he had a very bad game that night. He hasn't got in the overdrive. TJ Oshie's been off somewhat. I I wonder sometimes if he's still banged up from that concussion and just hasn't quite been right. And he, you know, here's a guy with 15 goals in 39 games, but he hasn't been quite right. So they don't play in the same line typically. And I go down Lars Eller, a guy that's been the perfect third line center in Washington, who scored those big goals and the playoffs last year that Columbus, you know, the overtime goal in Columbus in Game 3, the eventual game winner in the Stanley Cup Final that clinched it. And uh, Lars has been off all season long. He's got six goals in 50 games, but he just hasn't been right regardless of that. So I look at that, and there's holes on each line right now. All those players need to come back from the break to get caps on, back on track. And I think how they're going to look at this when they get back is that we're, we're, we're – right now. We're not coming in with a losing streak. They're just going to go out there and try to play it and get on the right side of the winning ledger again. And, you know, with that being said, losing all those games, they're still second place in the Metropolitan Division, which is going to be the same four teams bouncing up and down right till the end. And all four of those teams will make the playoffs in the Penguins, the Capitals, the, the Blue Jackets. And uh, there's just so much going on in that division of New York Islanders. You look at them, all four of those teams are strong. They're, they're built uh, top to bottom. They're offensive. They're defensive. They can play tough, all four teams. They can play fast, all four teams. They can play defensive. And so they've got to get back on the right side of it to grind this out to the end. What's going on with Burakovsky, Al? That's the name we hear a lot on. Uh, do, you, do you think Washington would trade him? Well, I, I think I said this last time. I, I actually I hope they don't. One of the things that's really hurting Andre is he's playing on a line of Lars Eller, who's not moving the puck very well right now. And Andre has not been in the top six this year. Jacob Rana had such a great playoff. He's been cemented up top, and he's had a lot of success. Another guy, 15 goals in 15 games, 50 games, playing great defensively, really committed out there. So he's got that top six spot. So I thought at times that Burakovsky should have bumped into the top six over Ocean, moved him back to Lars Eller, who, who plays really well with. And so he's not getting any power play time. He's not getting any of that. But I guess that the right deal came along. You know, I think the Caps may need one more centerman, a guy that's a 3-4 that can go up and down, uh, put some heat on Lars Eller that's really in the face-off circle, that Andre would be a good get. But I think if he does get moved, he's going to make the Capitals look bad if he goes and gets hooked up with a centerman that can skate and move the puck because the kid has rockets. He has an incredible shot. I, I think he's in his own head right now, but he's playing very responsible on the back check. His puck battles are better than they've ever been. Uh, you know, it's been some tough love shown to him this year, and I think he's responded well by working his ass off and doing everything he can to improve his all-round game. Can the Edmonton Oilers, in your opinion, make the playoffs? They're like three or four points out here, uh, 32 games left, but they limped into the break, weren't playing very well. Well, you know what? I, I, I want to be the optimist on this, but after the, the last few games that I saw, it, it was so tough for me. Uh, to look at them and go, what the heck is going on with this team? You know, they're three points, but at the, you look at it, they're, they're second from the bottom in the Western Conference. That, that three-game loss, the three-game losing streak that they're on right now, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing out there. They looked very, very slow. They looked like so many players had lost confidence. And I don't know if this break is enough to, to clean what was going on from these guys. But I, I just don't think there's enough. Right, there's not enough there right now. They don't look fast. They they don't look like a, a team that can move the puck very well. If they're not playing a perfect defensive game, they're out of it early. Uh, so I, I, I say no right now. And and I thought this team with Connor McDavid and, and Drysaddle, uh, the the one group of players, to be able to win them a lot more games. But man, it, it's been tough to watch. 
All right. Uh, just I got a text that's come in from uh, Epstein's mother. Uh, he says, Bob, uh, Braden Holpe has struggled a bit this year. They have Phoenix Copley. Is, uh, does Al May think that the Washington Capitals might have interest as an example in a guy like Cam Talbot? Well, you know what? I don't think Braden Holpe is the problem. The Capitals have been giving up, as I said, with those players, you know, having holes on each line. Uh, they've, had pl- they've given up way too many high-danger scoring opportunities. And when you look at the scores, whether it's Copley, or Holpe. You know, Copley got beat up pretty bad in the last few starts. Uh, Braden got beat up, but they've had so many shots against, so many high-danger point-blank opportunities. I'm not blaming the goaltenders because I don't think anyone could, could do this. And as great as Grant Fear was back in the day in those games where the Oilers were hanging him out to dry and he was still making all those fancy gloves, he couldn't do it, Patrick Waugh couldn't do it, or Tambro Dewar. So the Caps have to lock it down. I don't think they have any interest in, in trading for a goaltender right now. Phoenix Copley's been excellent. I just think his team was playing very bad uh, in a very bad stretch a couple weeks ago, and they really stung their goaltenders, and they owe it to be a much better defensive team when they get back from this break. Al, thanks for your time. We'll touch base down the road. Take care, Bob. Thanks, man. Yep, you bet. That's Alan May, longtime Washington Capitals uh, broadcaster, former Capitals player. Uh, you could chuck him, no question about that. It is 12, uh, check that, 149, 149 in Edmonton. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. We'll uh, come back. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Get to listen in Oilers history and bang off some text. This is Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Fifty-three in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oh boy, I'm gonna be multitasking here for my man Brendan Escott. He's not gonna be too happy. Just give me the thumbs up if you can find it. Uh, to this day in Oilers history, at one fifty-three for New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for thirty-eight years. Book your winter vacation package with New West Travel and receive free parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Go online at newwesttravel.com for all your vacation needs. Brendan, what do you got? 
Hey, sorry, Bob. Uh, okay, interesting one this day. In 1984, Los Angeles Kings goaltender Marcus Matson led the Kings to a 4-2 win here in Edmonton and stopped Wayne Gretzky's NHL record point streak at 51 games. He scored 61 goals, 92 assists for 153 points in 51 games. So he only had three points per game. That is outlandish, Bob. It, it is outlandish. But you know what? McDavid's averaging a point and a half per game this year. He's got 73 points in 49 games, so he he had 72 and 48 going into the last game. Uh, if you do error-adjusted scoring, I wonder where that would take you. Um, Texas at 630, 630. Uh, the Sharks fan, S.J. Sharky out there, Watching the Capitals broadcast last week against the Sharks, Al was quite complimentary of the play um, of the San Jose Sharks. Fear the Finn. Well, if you say so, we'll fear the Finn. Sure, why not? They got a good team. They're right there with Calgary, right there with Vegas. Those top three teams are three of the six or seven best teams in the entire NHL. Absolutely. You can text us at 630-630. Um, Landon says Bob T.J. Oshie was the Capitals' best acquisition in a long time. Well, it was a pretty good uh, acquisition. Were you able to find uh, the audio cut I was looking for? Okay, we're going to wrap up the show tomorrow. Stop Inspector for our friends at the Horses. Horse Racing Alberta. Century Mile coming up this spring. Dave Campbell inside Sports Night. Up next, a news weather traffic update with Eileen, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoon with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Little country for you to wrap up. This is Marty Brown. So long, everybody, from Oilers Thank Now. You. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.